So I'm Jan Rebong and I've been boxing for quite a bit now. Apart from that, I mean, still do a lot of things related to basically physical exercise. So apart from boxing, there's teaching PE and then I do fitness coaching as well. For boxing, I actually started when I was around 15 years old. So I quit piano and moved to boxing. So I took the total opposite route because like I didn't want see like any future in music. Mum was obviously pissed. It's like, why do you want to get like punched in the face and beat up? Second, like, well, I see something in here. I don't know what it is, but my gut feeling told me to do it. And now here we are. I mean, you know how like you have these childhood fantasies almost like when you watch a Kung Fu movie, you can see yourself in it. When you play video games, you think to yourself, like I can actually do this. Or when you watch, let's say even stuff like wrestling or boxing, and you can always put yourself in the main guy's shoes. That was kind of me, except that I didn't know how to fight at the time. But also coming from that scenario where I think I saw myself as having to be in the hero's shoes because I almost died when I was two months old so I came up with a lot of sicknesses asthma bronchitis gastrointestinal problems I was super vulnerable to different viruses flu and that was something I struggled with for several years basically my entire childhood enough enough it's time to like actually do something about it I think for me I couldn't see myself just lifting weights because I don't really care if I look good with my clothes off for me it's like I want to I wanted to prove something to myself and I thought boxing was the best avenue for that. Especially for a really sort of skinny little Asian kid who almost died, grew up with so many illnesses and never really was athletic. Probably I was, I just, I was just a little bit crazy but I thought to myself that I needed an extra challenge to see if I could really make it. And I think it's something that is in every man or every boy is that he wants to prove that he's strong or that he's worth something. He can do actually prove to others as well they can do something that seems inconceivable. And for me, boxing was the case because I look like the kind of kid you just easily beat up. I was asthmatic, I had trouble breathing, I was skinny. So I decided to make that radical change. I mean, I'm not going to get the same thing from basketball or volleyball. It's like I need that certain level of danger to actually trigger that change in me. I see boxing as a lot of things. Coming up, it was just a way for me to kind of prove to myself that I was actually stronger than I thought. You know, that I can actually do something and make myself into something that I could never seem possible. Can I prove to myself that I can actually manifest what is in my mind, what my dreams are? And it wasn't really about titles, it wasn't about money, none of that. It was just, I want to prove to myself that I can do this. But on the flip side, you actually really learn to respect the art of boxing. It's like the most pure form of fighting. It's just using your two fists. It's like the ABCs of fighting. And in some way, boxing is like minimalist art. You only have your two hands to hit your opponent, but how are you going to use the rest of your body to maximize those few tools that you have? And I look at it as the same approach in life. I wasn't blessed with the most of anything, whether that be, say, physical strength, you know. I just have enough tools to get by, but how can I maximize that? And boxing showed me how I can do that. And honestly, man, think about it. Boxing here, especially in the Philippines, doesn't pay much at all. I mean, for me to even consider training for my first pro fight, like right now, is a bit of a crazy idea. But it's one of those things where I see it as an avenue for more growth. People are asking me, it's like, why are you doing this? You're going to get hurt. There's no money in it. But I just see if I can take the lessons that I've taken from boxing and apply to anywhere else, because it is really a sort of dangerous sport. Like I could literally die doing this. If I can prove to myself that I can discipline myself, that I can create something from this, or at least become a stronger version of myself, like the version that I've always envisioned myself being when I was a little kid, I've kind of come to this point where 
I feel like I can surpass everything that I've just done. It's not, not even just boxing, man. It's just I'm obviously older, but I also feel like I've had a breath of new life come back. So now I have more wisdom to apply to things like business, to um, other ventures. Now I also feel like I'm actually stronger than when I was in my early 20s. So I want to put that to the test. It's not about winning championships. It's not about being the strongest, being the baddest mofo out there. This is really something that I do for myself, but to also, I guess, motivate people to actually think that, hey, you know what? I can actually do something crazy. Maybe my dream wasn't that crazy after all. So what's your dream then? <laughs> it says it all in my sort of business slogan is that awaken your strength. I'm, I'm just awakening new levels of strength every day that I'm alive with every new experience that I get. Or every time I come here, dude, I, I get freaking beat up. But I come back a few days later with a new insight and you know, learning something new, a new technique, and I come back better. My mission is just to become the strongest version of myself and help other people to be able to do the same. It's just paying it forward. And you have to sacrifice a lot. Like for me, honestly, sometimes time with my family uh, is one. Right now, like client time, like I could be doing some sort of like marketing for myself or finding other jobs. But right now, I've kind of put that all on hold so I can focus on this. Because the thing is, as much as I'd like to just maybe show up a couple times a week, hit the bag a little bit, maybe sneak in a few rounds of sparring, you have to basically be overprepared for this sport, right? You can't take it lightly because the physical part, like I said, is the easy part, but the, the hours you put in, you can't substitute that because you're always you're always playing with your own mind you're always just like building your new mental armor every time you step in here so it's a lot of sacrifice money is a biggie i have to spend for my clothes i have to spend for my gear i have to spend for transpo i have to spend for my licensing if i get licensed um food is a biggie so you're always going to be hungry in the sport <laughs> and of course as well like sometimes if you like to drink, if you like to party and you know socialize a bit, I have to put some of that stuff on hold as well. And even with dates, like for some guys, like in their twenties, like dating is uh, and hooking up is pretty cool. Like I mean, I like honestly, it's not a. I still make time for social events and stuff, but it takes too much out of you because sometimes I just want to freaking sleep. There are a lot of things that are hard for boxing. Obviously, the physical part is very hard. Sometimes you'll question yourself, why am I doing this to myself if I'm not getting paid? And there's also definitely the mental side is that you're fighting against yourself because all that negative self-talk is something that you have to deal with and you have to turn into something positive. But you also have to really be grounded in your purpose. My purpose through that, it's a part of the bigger picture. If you don't have that and if your mental game isn't strong, you just kind of either half-ass it or quit it altogether. The mental game is the toughest part. Physical is easy. You get beat up, you recover, you get come back stronger. I think a lot of people actually don't know how to train their minds, but they also don't realize that basically everything that they've had in life is just a manifestation of a thought. But I was always trying to like hype myself up inside. You can do this just, just a little more, just one more day. The next day you're gonna be a bit stronger. So I, I have had that practice that even though things are really tough, even though I'm in pain, I'll find a way to make myself a little bit better. And for years, that's what I've been doing. And I think this is why I've lasted this long in the sport and in other ventures as well. Uh, and the thing is a lot of people as well, I guess they just don't have enough belief in themselves. You can call it indoctrination from maybe their parents, their schools, or perhaps they just don't see that they can dream big enough. So they immediately put themselves in this little box and think that that is all that they can do. So the mental game is really just getting your head out there, getting out of your own head and not letting yourself beat yourself up. That's someone else's job.
Um, I do remember, but it was like a pivotal moment in, I'd say, my amateur boxing career. I wouldn't have been back in boxing back in New Zealand if my foster father didn't encourage me to take up the sport again. I thought the guy was crazy. Like he'd, I'd get up in the morning, make my cereals and said like, hey, you know what? You can be a champion or like, hey, you have what it takes or like, look at these people. Like they know you can fight. And in my head, because coming from the Philippines, you know, being told all these things that, hey, there's nothing here, you, you better just study. I can't say like, nah, like I'm, I'm done. I'm done with boxing. I can just take my course and, and graduate and just get a job somewhere. But he kept on encouraging me, encouraging me until, and to that point where he said like, hey, I'm taking you to the gym. And then he kept looking for a good coach until I landed with his buddy, who was the Olympic coach of New Zealand. And I just kept training and training and training. And when I finally got my return match, this was like after uh, probably two years, three years off out of the game, I won. I won my first match in New Zealand. That's my first real official amateur fight with a booklet and all. I was just happy to see that I could still actually perform, that I wasn't done for yet. And of course, just see my foster dad happy, happy was um, a prize in itself. Um, sad thing though was I was training and I moved out then before I left for vacation in the Philippines, um, I told my foster dad, like, hey, you didn't watch the, the, the championship that I was in. I got Silva. Um, you should watch my next fight. And I said, I told him, like, hey, I'm coming back to the Philippines. I'll be back in about three months. He said, yeah, sure, I'll be there. The, funny, the sad thing was, those are the last words he's, he's ever told me. And from there, that was just motivation for me to keep training harder because he believed in me and I finally learned to believe in myself. And I finally got the chance um, to compete in the Golden Gloves and aspiring bigger guys, faster guys, more experienced guys. I was training my hardest and my body even went through this crazy transformation. It's like I finally could see like my six pack abs coming out and my endurance was off the roof. Like I was just smashing my school fitness test records. And while I got to that, um, stage, I was just told like, hey, there's no one in the novice division. How do you like to fight in open class? I was like, open class, man, those guys are pretty good. And my coach just told me, like, there's this guy who has 30 fights. It's like 30 fights, I only have like freaking three fights. It's like, but I said like, okay, I'll do it. So I went in there, went through the match, did what I did my best. And it was really, really close, like probably just one point difference. And then I got deducted a point as well for some reason. But after that, it was, that's what I'm saying is it's such a weird moment because although I lost, the guy who was competing turned out to be, I think, number two in New Zealand. He was like a prospect to represent the country. And it was such a close fight against me, a basic nobody with three matches to basically almost win. His teammates were like congratulating me. He's like, hey man, how many fights have you had? It's so good. And he would even be like hugging me. He's like, look with this dejected look like, dude, you're the man. And everyone in my, my corner was just so happy that they didn't expect that performance at all. So from there, I got silver for the lightweight category in Golden Gloves, and then they awarded me the novice gold. So I got basically two titles that night. That was also probably the moment that my parents finally realized that, hey, he's not crazy after all. He can actually do pretty well. And from there, that was just a huge confidence boost that I carried with me to this day. What kind of parent would, you know, want to see his, his or her kid beat up? And at the same time, I think it comes with, I don't know, being Asian or just having a little bit of, or not being poor. But there's that stereotype that boxing is a poor man's sport and there's nothing in it. And 
you know, they wouldn't have the same problem if I played basketball, if I played volleyball or maybe swimming. I think they also, because they know how I started out. Like they saw me evolve and grow up. Probably for some reason, I don't know. Maybe they still see me as this little skinny kid. They didn't see the bigger vision. So like right now, at least they've kind of accepted it. Then I wouldn't say they're fully supportive, but at least they accept it. So I think that's another reason why my mental game has to be so strong because sometimes it feels like you're the only person in your own corner. What I did though was to, I guess, gain a little bit of acceptance from my family in some way was to actually prove like, number one, that I can actually do this, that I'm actually getting wins in, that I'm actually putting the time and effort to become better at this sport. But on the flip side, while, like I said, I don't get a lot of money directly through boxing, through my YouTube channel, through my Instagram, I take the lessons that I've learned in the sport and I apply it to my system, but it also gives me a sort of, I'd say like a marketing edge in some way where I'm a sports science graduate, but I also know how it is to be fully immersed into the actual competitive world. So I can also adjust that to guys who are just beginning their workouts, people who you know, have problems with self-confidence and all those issues. Like I try to take all those lessons and plunge them into my program and boxing had a lot to do with helping me learn those. What's your goal in terms of boxing? It sounds crazy because I told you it's not about championships, it's not about being the baddest out there. It's can I be the best version of myself? That's it. That's that's all. If I learn something, if I'm able to put on a good performance, if I'm able to maybe at least touch one person who can look at me and say like, hey, I want to be like that guy. He did it at this age, which is pretty late. I mean, I've been boxing I started boxing fairly young, but I'm turning pro fairly late and I don't have as much experience as the other guys. So I want to kind of like reach out to the underdogs. Doesn't matter what your age is, doesn't matter what your background is. I almost freaking died when I was a kid. You don't have to be born strong. You can make yourself strong. The only thing is you have to start taking the steps and start actually believing yourself that you can actually do it and actually go out there and get it done. That's the most important thing. I'm not even ranked. That's a odd part that people are wondering, like, why are you, you're almost 28 you're just starting your pro career although you've done amateurs before and you're not even ranked yet for me like i said it's just about testing how far can i actually take this at this stage i don't want to be this guy who's like freaking 50 or 60 years old reminiscing on being in the prime of my life and i didn't do anything with the gifts that i had so even if it's just even if i get knocked out even if I actually die, if I'm able to use my gifts the right way, then that's mission accomplished for me. And when it's time to let go, I, I just go with it and try something else. Life's just stages and this is the stage where I'm at. I'm just gonna see like how far I can I actually take it. Like I've been on hiatus multiple times because I've always felt that this was the end. First one when I was about 16 years old at the time, I fought a flashy Lotus grandson and they got TKO'd. And this was back here in the Philippines yet. And my parents were telling me, you know what? There's no money here. You're just gonna get hurt. And basically, where are you going with this whole idea of yours? And when I looked at it, if I stayed in the Philippines, then there'd be no chance. But when I moved to New Zealand, funnily enough, is that I got a second shot by actually training with their Olympic coach for a good couple of years. And then I went on hiatus again because I didn't have money. I had to work. I had to face, you know, the realities of life. I have to pay my bills. I have to find a source of income that I can live off so that I can pursue the other things that I have in mind. And when I came to the Philippines as well, I thought I was done for. So my, I didn't really have a lot of money. I was busy with work. I had an eye problem as well. And doctors told me that I couldn't fight anymore. 
But for some crazy reason, I decided to spar one time. And I thought like, hey, you know what? I can make a comeback fight. 2018, I got it done. I made that comeback fight. Thought that it was it. Came back after like a month in Europe and like six months off training. Randomly fought some tall black guy, like 30 pounds heavier, came to a draw. And then that's kind of what started this whole journey up to this point. And those hiatuses were always disappointing, you know, people telling you can't do it, doctors telling you you'll never box again, people just telling you that there's no point in this. It's like you're just getting beat up, but they don't see the bigger picture. And sometimes that does get into my head. Like when you're in training and you spar, you're basically fighting in training for sometimes. If someone beats, your, beats you up and it comes, sometimes they come home with bruises and cuts, or sometimes I just think to myself, man, that was a really shit performance. Those are little disappointments along the way. The biggest disappointment is losing a match, perhaps, or being told that you can never actually do the thing that you love the most. But for some reason, it just kind of came back. What's your fear? So my fear, honestly, is in strange way, because I've already overcome death in some ways, to actually face it again. Because I think we're always that one step closer to, to death, one day at a time, one second at a time. And for me, boxing is training for me how to live so that I can actually die properly in some way. Because I, I can die if someone gives me, a, gives me a concussion. You have these little small deaths when you feel physical discomfort. And in some way, even for me, um, I had a lot of anxiety you know, with, with finances before. And it's not the money that scares me, but it's running out of it and the effects of it. Like, what if I have those days again, like I had before, where I wouldn't know if I was going to eat the next day? Will I be able to, you know, live a life that I envision where I can be productive, where I can help other people? Or am I just going to be folding towels and cleaning toilets for the rest of my life till I get old? Honestly, when you think about those things, there's nothing really wrong with those things. But what happens when everything goes downhill? What is the lowest point you can get? It's probably dying and a lot of people try to evade that every day so for me what i'm doing with boxing what i'm doing with everything really is trying to live the best life that i can so when i die i'm ready for that what if you can't box anymore well, obviously it's going to be a disappointment because i really love what i do but i've also planned out that i also have other interests i mean i, I draw sometimes i make um, poetry to go with my drawings and I'm also really keen on just entrepreneurship, like starting new projects. Even um, we have this idea of creating a new fight show coming up. So there are always a lot of other things to look forward to outside of boxing. So for me, as much as I love boxing, I can't be too attached to it. You know, when it's time to let go, I have to just let it go. It could be sooner, it could be later, but when it's time, it's time. Boxing honestly isn't for everybody, especially since no one's forcing you to fight in the ring. But a lot of people like the fantasy of being a champion that everyone cheers for, everyone admires. But do not get into boxing if you cannot stick to the routine consistently. Because the truth always punches you in the face. So if you have problems with your discipline, if you have problems with, um, if you cannot get grounded in your purpose and see why why you're doing this if you can't remind yourself every time that you um get knocked down every time you feel discomfort that this is why i'm here and you can't follow through that don't box because it it is really really tough when it comes to it it's not like playing basketball you have someone else to pick you up it's not like tennis you don't have any physical contact and when you lose a game you just lose the game you don't really lose there's no real loss to your health to your morale 
not as much because in boxing it's like I'd say ceremonial killing in some way. It's like rather than me literally killing you, we do it the gentlemanly way, you know, fighting, fighting each other, beating each other in, in a ring with set rounds, with set rules. But it still hurts. I'm not trying to take your life away, but I'm going to act like it. I'm going to finish you off as quickly as I can. And if you can't come to that kind of reality, the sort of rules of the jungle, basically, where the strong survive, the smartest also survive, don't box. It's not for everybody. Number one is just always, always watch your internal dialogue because a lot of people get into this habit of always just looking down on themselves when a lot of people are already looking down on you. So why not actually flip that around and realize that everything that came into existence was just once a thought. So your thoughts are powerful. So long as you can use your thoughts for you and not against you, you can create great things. It may take months, it may take years, several years in my case to actually see my goals come to fruition. So definitely being able to guide your thoughts, but use them positively is a big one. And second was really just not be discouraged or to actually just disregard all the outside noise. Doesn't mean that they should ignore actual, you know, constructive criticism or feedback, but also really tune into your own world, like being able to do something because you felt it in your heart that you could do it, you can do it. Fear is just another illusion. The reason I do this as well is to dissolve my own fear. You can do just about anything, just set your mind to it and actually follow through because I think a lot of people complicate the process of accomplishing something or going for their goals. They hold themselves back, they don't take action or they just let all the outside noise destroy their inner world. So for me, it's just focus, find that focus, have some belief in yourself, but actually take the steps, take proper steps to get to where you want to be. And soon enough, you'll actually get there. You may not be a champion. You may not be successful in the sense that you're going to be blowing millions and, you know, f flying your own private jet every weekend, but also define like what is successful for you because the money game, the fight game is something you cannot win. You have to define what is winning to you and that's what matters.